Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is very dear to my heart. In fact, I suspect anyone who has worked with her would share that sentiment. The up-and-coming young starlet Talia Melki shares how pandemic life has altered creative school settings, her hopes for the future, and even some of her poetry. If you enjoy her poetry, you can find her on Instagram. There's a smidgen of old lady awkwardness sprinkled into this episode. I aged myself just a little bit by dropping a joke about TikTok that didn't land, as well as offering some unsolicited advice. But in my defense, I couldn't help myself with the advice. Talia has such a bright hopefulness about her that instantly made me invested in seeing her succeed. Just wait, she'll win your heart too. Okay, on with the show. Hi. Hi. Welcome, Talia Milky, to Sarnia Famous. So, this is a show where I get to nerd out with other theater folk. So, how you and I know each other is your little Dorothy, and I was the wicked witch <laughs> to your Dorothy for Wizard of Oz. Um, what I was most excited to talk to you about is when we were trying to coordinate this interview. Uh, you shared with me your school schedule, which I thought was so flippin' cool, and I was like, this kid is living the dream. So so tell us all about your school stuff. What classes are you in? What's your favorite? So I am in my third year at Sheridan for music theater performance. This has been my dream program since I was 13 years old. Like when I was in grade eight, I printed off the audition requirements and brought them home to my parents and said, this is where I'm going to go. So you guys got to help me <laughs> for five years. I worked my butt off and now I'm here and I'm in my third year, which means I'm halfway there, which is crazy. Um, this year we really get into more of the practical stuff, which is very exciting, but also quite difficult over Zoom. I'm still online this term. <laughs> Um, so it's been interesting, but lots of practice with like on camera work and like how to do self tapes, which is a huge part of the industry now. So that's been good. As far as favorite classes go, it is like really hard to narrow it down. I actually like I do have an on camera class this term, which is really exciting. And I have a ton of writing classes. I have like a writing for music theater course. And I love writing. I want to, in addition to like performing on stage, I want to be a playwright and composer and I write poetry. So like getting to be trained on how to write for theater is super interesting. I love it. So what kind of, what kind of stories do you write or what kind of playwright, play stuff, play, blah, blah, blah. tell me about your writing. So play wise, I haven't actually written a ton yet. We're still, we're still figuring that out. I've been able to write like monologues, awesome. but when it comes to writing dialogue, that's where I really that need is tough. the, the train. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to, like, to learning that. But I also, like, I find it way easier to write about sad things than I do happy things. So most of my writings, whether it's, like, poems or monologues or songs or whatever, usually tend to be sad. But I'm a happy person, I promise. <laughs> I just <laughs> like to write about sad things. Why do you think that is that you're because I, I would definitely think of you as a like a little ball of sunshine, just always smiling and happy. And why do you think that you lean toward the, the sad stuff? I don't know, really. I feel like 
when I'm sad, I do go to art and I go to music because if I'm feeling sad and I put on a sad song, I'm like, oh my gosh, other people feel like crap too sometimes. It's really comforting. Absolutely. So I think that that might be part of it. And then also like, I just really like to like over exaggerate experiences that happen in my life. So if something happened to me that I found like kind of upsetting, that wasn't a huge deal. I'm like, I'm going to use this. <laughs> and then I just take it way out of control <laughs> from what it actually I love was. that. I love that. So it's part of your process, how you get through things. And then yes. you, it seems to me like you turn it around. You take like a sad thing and then you make it into art and it becomes part of who you are, but in a positive way. I really dig yeah, that. It really does. Yeah. It really does help me process things. Like if I, if there's ever too many feelings bouncing around in my head, I usually just need to like put it all on a page and then I can be like quiet for a bit, which is nice. <laughs> I love that. So do you, you also journal as well as write? Yes. However, most of my journaling turns into like a song or a poem. Yeah. yeah. I try to like journal consistently yeah. and it, it just always falls apart. So I just always give up <laughs> well that's all good and just you gotta try right and, and do what works for you yeah. so maybe it's the structure of journaling you're like eh, why would I journal when I could create things yuck journaling exactly. barf I'll put you on the spot just a little tiny bit would you share any of it with us any of your poetry or a song or anything oh, oh. I actually did just post one of my poems on Instagram. Um, a little reading of that. But what's your what's your Instagram? That talk to me like you would an old person because I am. How how do people follow you on Instagram? Um, search Talia Milky on Instagram. Okay, there's not like an at thing, or is that the the talk talking? That's like the t if you were to like tag oh, okay. someone, put the at okay. symbol. Um, no, I can, I can share yeah. something. Okay. Let me see. Just happened to have my notebook with Lucky me. me. Um, okay. I have, I have a really sad if, one that I can to you, kiddo. Like I, I would love to hear anything that you want to read to me, but I certainly don't want to make you uncomfortable or, or put you in a negative it space. So, it is so good. I actually found a really okay. sweet one that yeah. I wrote. So, We'll keep it on a light <laughs> note. So this one is called, If It's the Ladder. If the world ended tonight, would you be proud of where you're at? Or would you be embarrassed to even try and look back? Would you be able to think of your past with grace, a soft curve of the lips from a smile on your face? Or would you sweat and cry because you can't say goodbye just yet? If it's the ladder, open your eyes and look around. See all the opportunities you have right now. We all know you can't pour from an empty cup, so take some time to fill yourself up. Only then will you truly be proud of all you've built up from the ground. Please know that you're doing more than okay. Just take things step by step and day by day. Oh my, yay! Or this, you gotta do the... That was beautiful, <laughs> I'm gonna start crying. No, that wasn't it's inspiring, it's, it's lovely. No, it, and it makes me so proud of you. Little, oh, little thank muffin you. writing poetry. I love it. <laughs> oh my word. Anyways, um, it's all good. Oh no. <sighs> what what 
kind of poets do you like to read or what are your favorite playwrights? What, where do you draw inspiration from? I really like, like Emily Dickinson mm. and Rupi Carr, but I think the re one of the reasons I write really sad things is because in grade 12, I was in a writer's craft course and we had to pick an author to do a case study on and I chose Sylvia Ooh. Plath. Heavy. And okay. Heavy, okay. heavy stuff. But just her writing is so beautiful and powerful. I don't know. I love her stuff. It, it, and like you said, everybody feels like crap every once in a while. So it is, it's like the great equalizer, sad poetry. Yeah. Even if you say you don't like sad poetry, there's a part of you that likes sad poetry. You can't help yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't help it. Exactly. Tell, tell me more about your classes. Like what, what, what's the variation in classes that you're taking and, and more about how that, like, I remember when I looked at your schedule, I remember seeing a couple of dance classes. How are they doing that in the pandemic? Over Zoom, which is like difficult. So like this, this term, I'm staying home because I have like, I have an apartment in Oakville where my school is, but I'm currently like, I'm in Sarnia right now because I've been having issues with my ankle. Oh no. And I going to see a specialist for it in London. So it was just, it made sense appointment-wise to stay here. So dance for me looks really different right now because, like, I would consider myself a dancer first in terms of performing just because it's what I've been doing the longest and it's what I'm most comfortable with. But I'm, I, like, am in constant, like, chronic oh pain. Goodness. So, like, I can't, I can't dance right now. So when I sign on for a dance class. Every week you have a tap, jazz, and ballet class. And um, then in like, in, you also have a styles class where you learn like different styles of dance that would be like present in a show. So like we did like ballroom dancing in my first year and like all this like partner stuff. So right now like in tap, I'm sitting on a chair and just tapping oh, sitting down. Okay. It's still like pretty ankle heavy. So I do need to take some breaks yeah. in that. And then jazz on Wednesdays today I like we'll do stretches with them and just kind of like be mindful and do what I can and then when they start doing a combo I'll sit on the ground and I'll have like a roller under my ankle and I'll sit there with my leg out and I'll just do the arms okay and then ballet instead of doing a bar standing up I do a floor oh. bar so any pressure on my ankles and so this this whole thing has been going on for a long time so i'm happy to be getting it figured out i just am impatient and don't like when i'm not like able to yet. do it. yeah uh, but like so dance has been super interesting for me this term but right now like my friends that are in oakville doing school online there the school did open up access to the studio okay. so they're able to book a studio and go in and dance at a studio and then go back to the apartments for the rest of our online classes. But like that's the only thing that's on campus right now for my year. So it's just like, it's hard and weird and we have to be like, the profs have done a really great job though at recognizing that everybody has limited space in their homes. And so like things have just been modified. Like we haven't done any like jumps across the floor or like big combinations that are gonna require like tons of kicks and tons of like traveling. But like, it's really interesting to learn how to dance in a smaller space. And that's just going to make dancing in a bigger space so much more important when we finally go back to that. Yeah, it'll be magical. So for now, you'd sit and be fit and, you know, avoid the big jumps. You don't 
jump on the catch or something like that. But it's really interesting yeah. to me to hear how, you know, because in my mind, if you can't dance, I was thinking, oh, goodness, like she's not going to be able to do it. But it's super interesting to me to hear how you've come up with ways to still teach your body all of those movements, but still honor your body when it's saying to you, uh, no, do not hurt me any more than I already am. So was it, was it an injury that you sustained from dancing? Or was, oh, you're giggling so away. It's, it's been, it's been a journey. I still don't really know what's going on yet. Um, to kind of recap, the Sparks Notes version <laughs> is March of 2020, this ankle started bugging me like really bad and went to see my physiotherapist and I was like, fix it. <laughs> I want to dance. Let's do me, this thing. He told me it was Achilles oh, tendonitis, which made sense because I was dancing mm. a ton at school. This was my first year. And I also not only was dancing a ton, but this was my first time dancing in character shoes. And although I wasn't doing it consistently, I was like, heeled shoes might have something to be contributing yeah. to this. So it made a lot of sense. And then I like got exercises. And if I was having a really bad day, I'd put KT tape on it and just like keep going. And it, it had never gone away. It's never gone away since then. I've just had good days and bad days. And then this summer I was working out um at camp and it started killing me but in my brain i was like i haven't danced on it since april so walking on uneven campground versus dancing for like seven and a half hours a day seven and isn't a the half same kind of hours of, and I, you wonder why your foot was hurting <laughs> not actually not a huh. <laughs> definitely over exaggerated okay my dance class good i can hours. barely do like a Bop from side to side for five minutes. For three hours okay. a day. Still. Uh, <laughs> for three hours a day versus like, like that's not the same kind of stress mm. on my ankles. So then I was like, maybe this is a bigger yeah, yeah. thing. So I, <laughs> I called my mom crying oh. and I was like, I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. And also, so I was working this camp was in Louisiana. I was in Louisiana this summer. And so I was calling my mom. I was like, I don't even know what I expect you to do because you are like yeah. 1,400 miles away. I was like, but I just need to let you know that I'm in a lot of pain right now. And I don't know what's going on. And so then she was like trying to help me like figure it out. And so this was like the third last week of camp. And my insurance that I had when I was working there, like on my visa, they wouldn't cover it because since it started bugging me March of 2020, it was technically a prior injury. So they were like, you could go see someone, but we won't. I was like, I'm not going to risk that. I was like, I'll just wait till yeah. I get home. So like the camp put me on crutches for a week to see if like babying it would fix anything. And then it just kept progressively getting worse, even though I wasn't walking on it. And I was like, this is not encouraging. <laughs> so then I went to my physiotherapist when I came back and he was like, yeah, he's like, this probably is not that. And I was like, yeah. Um, and so he said it felt like I have a bone spur in oh my, my heel. Word. And that's, that's what's prohibiting it from healing properly. Oh. Which I was like, mm, okay, makes He goes, go get an x-ray. Oh, yeah. And I said, okay. So I called my doctor. And my doctor was like, okay, the, the hospital will call you this week. Before the hospital could call me to set up an x-ray time, we just got a puppy. Love him so much. His name is Gustafur. He's a brand new dog. Oh, my God. I love that. He's the cutest. But potty oh, training, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So I was loading this water. And Gus decided to pee, like, right under the dishwasher. 
So as I was closing it, I slept <gasps> in it. And so I was walking on the sides of my feet down the hallway to try and not drag dog through the house. <laughs> and then I twisted my already sore oh. ankle and just excruciating pain. I was like laying on the couch and my mom came home from work and was like, what is going on? I was like, I don't know. And so then I went to the ER and you know how the ER is? I sat there for five and a half hours on an x-ray. They were like, good news. We don't see a bone okay. spur. And I started to I started like crying because I was like, but then that means I'm back at square one having no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we'll send, like, we'll make an appointment with the like orthopedic doctor. And I was like, okay. So I went, didn't really get a ton of answers. Like it was kind of just like, oh, you're, there's, this is what it is. Go. And I was like, oh. he was like, he told me we can do an MRI in November at your follow-up. And I was like, I don't have time for that. And so then I went to see the sports medicine specialists in London, who I've worked with before when I had knee issues in grade 10. And they're, they're great. And they, I'm starting sports physio with them tomorrow. And I am having an ultrasound on October 7th. Oh, awesome. So, but plot oh, twist, oh. this definitely is not the Sparks Notes version. Oh, I'm, I'm so here sorry. for it. But plot twist, she doesn't think it's my Achilles. And so I'm like, well, that would make sense as to why the exercises I've been doing for over a year <laughs> have not been helping me. Oh, boy. So she thinks it's more of an underlying issue, which she said sounds worse at first, but that since it's not my Achilles, it yeah. should be an easier fix. So that's well, that, that's good news. Like when you said Achilles, that's a big saying for a reason, right? That's like. Yeah. it's like if somebody talks about their rotator cuff it's immediately like oh you're in big trouble but that's that's actually really good news and i i can totally empathize when doctors are like but it's not this and you're like okay but what is it yeah and yeah. i i can empathize with being impatient too and wanting to get back to what what you love so i have i'm super duper yeah. curious you were talking about a louisiana camp and i know you're wearing a cute little t-shirt that says camp chioka um, is that the camp that you were talking about? It Tell is. me all about um, it. So this was another thing that was supposed to happen in 2020. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got hired and it was like March 13th. I was told it was a Friday. The 13th. Oh. I was told the rest of our year is being moved online. So you should go home. So then I went home March 14th. And then March 17th, I got a call from my visa agent saying, hey, we can't process your visa um, because of everything going on. So you oh can't go. And I was like, <laughs> so I had to like text the camp director and be like, I am so sorry. I'm like, I'm not allowed out of the country. <laughs> and he was like, it's okay. He's like, we'll push your hire to next summer. And I was like, okay. And then I didn't think it was going to happen because my visa, we like started processing it later because things for visas opened up later. And I remember, so in May I was working with my mom and I was like working at the greenhouse. And that day on my lunch break, I got a email from a USPS saying your parcel is about to arrive and I had just ordered a t-shirt so I was like sick I was like when I get home my t-shirt's gonna be there so I get home and there's this flat envelope on the table that has my name on it and I was like that is not a t-shirt <laughs> and so I opened it and it was my visa and I got that on May 23rd and they needed me to fly out and get to camp on May 27th Holy crap. and I pack two weeks in advance for a weekend trip <laughs> back in less than a week for a two-month trip I was losing my mind but it happened it was amazing best summer of my life it's so it's like it's a Christian camp 
I'm a Christian. And so I got to just go be a camp counselor to all of these like kids. And so I had, I had kids from like six years old to 18. Oh, wow. Like we all had like different, different aged weeks. And also like I got to be on the worship team. So I got to sing and I got to sing with like people and do harmonies. Oh, cool. and there was a band and I just got to like, like live things again. And then I also got to run a drama workshop oh, two of the week and teach theater to little kids. Um, well, one of them was a high school week and the other was a middle school week. But the middle schoolers really surprised me. And I had like plans, like my quote unquote curriculum for this week activities was to just do like improv, like drama games and just have fun and get them to be like thinking on their feet. And the very first day we like did those games and they really liked them. But then these middle school kids, they raised their hands and they were like, can you teach us how to audition? And I was like, yes. And so I like, (laughs) I printed off monologues for them and we did monologue workshops and we did like, one of the girls raised her hand on the first day and was like, are you a real actress? And I was like, well, I was like, I go to school for music theater. I was like, like, kind of. And she was like, can you act for us right now? I said, nope. I was like, I have videos. I was like, I'll show you. And so then we like watched videos and we like analyzed the acting together. So it was just, it was so sweet. I loved it. Do you think that uh, teaching drama is something that you might do in the future? Yes. I just don't know, like, to what extent. I would love to do workshops, but I definitely do want to perform and write first. But I think that's something that when I was telling people, especially in grade 12, when people would ask me, so what are you what are you doing for school? And I'd say, I'm going to study musical theater. I'd get the, oh, that's <laughs> nice. And I was like, mm. I'm like, they they think I'm going to live in a box on the street. I'm like, they don't understand. Um, but there's like, there's so much you can do with it. I'm like, yes, performing is what I'm passionate about, but there are so many things like under the theater world umbrella where I'm like, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care where I'm doing it. I just want to do the thing. And I think that was something that like (laughs) was so hard to get across people in a smaller town where like not everybody does theater. And I, I remember vividly I was in my co-op class and we had to do a career fair and I'm like I'm super passionate about what I'm doing and I love talking about it with people and so I made this whole presentation where I had like a Bristol board um with like bullet points that I was going to talk about and it was decorated super cute and then I had a slideshow of like show photos I printed out my acting resumes so people could see like the difference between a like normal resume and an acting resume and you had to stand in the library the entire school day. Like that was my day was standing in the library doing this presentation and teachers would bring their classes to walk through. And I remember getting all these students and teachers walking past me, looking at my Bristol board that said like music theater performance and going <gasps> and giving oh. me just a little like pity And then like walking over no. to everyone who had like vet. Oh nurse like all these things that I was gutted I was so embarrassed to be standing there for six hours and I had maybe four teachers and my two friends come up to me and that was it but now I'm thriving so that's something about theater though you gotta have a a thick skin right and you, Mm -hmm. you have to be passionate about it I wish I could shrink myself 
back to little Dallas and gone back into time because I would have been all over that. I would have loved the the presentation and and that's the thing. It that's what makes you special is that you're so passionate about it and there aren't a lot of people that are. So, but yeah, yeah. you gotta gotta just keep you going. Which, like you say, you're thriving now. But yeah, so so tell me more about like when graduation comes in a few years. What, what kinds of things do you think you'll, or do you not want to think about that just yet? Like, don't make me think just, about it. I have six different ideas of where That's can awesome go. though. Backup plan, backup plan. Yeah. So I know that I, like, I want to get my master's mm-hmm. at some point. It doesn't need to be right after I graduate from like my bachelor's mm-hmm. program, but there's, there's this master's program in Scotland. Oh, wow. That I think would be so, it's like an acting conservatory. And one of the grads from my program, I think he graduated this past year, class of 2020. He went and did that. No, 2019. I'm a mess. 2019. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. But he went and did that. Um, and it looks amazing. But also it's like 38,000 euros. And I mm, don't think I can do that. <laughs> Unless I get like, a scholarship but so there's that option but also part of me is like I want to work on a cruise ship Um, my my logic behind that is if I work on a cruise ship then I'm like stuck in the middle of the ocean and I'm forced to pay off my student (laughs) debt (laughs) and I don't like keep putting it because like where else am I going to put the money that I'm making pay off all my loans but then also I'm like maybe I want to just like just audition and do the thing so like I don't know there's so maybe I just want to write for a bit like I just I have no idea Uh, my big advice to you and honestly if someone would have said this to me when I was your age I would never have listened so if you don't listen to me it's cool uh do it do all of that stuff go on a cruise ship go to Scotland write all the while don't let anything stand in your way not friendships or family or boys or girls or any of that crap go it's only money it's only time it's you know you can you can make all of those things up okay I'll step down from my soapbox but certainly you, you'll you'll regret the things that you don't do and your little face just it beams with such passion and devotion to the craft that I really 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 hope that you do um, and then let me know which cruise ship you're on because I'm gonna come and check it out and like where you're living in Scotland because girl I'm loving you no mail because that I'm gonna be um, yeah I think that'd be so exciting um, so with that the Scotland program is that something through like a local university like a connection program or how did you hear about that honestly like just the the grad from my program I think that maybe Sheridan has like some connection thing with them but I'm not entirely sure I haven't done like a ton of looking into the actual getting there thing but I just have thought we do in the dreaming part and there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah definitely look into those those scholarships and everything it's a really good idea as well well I won't I won't take any more of your time kiddo because I know I know based on how much discussion we had on how to how to make time for each other how busy you are but I am I so bad no I don't feel bad I uh, please do not feel bad um I I'm delighted to see where you go and you know when in a few years when this podcast is is huge and famous we'll meet again and do another episode yeah is there anything else you want to talk about or share or any more poetry you want to read or or anything before we before we go 
the floor is yours. Honestly, just do the thing. I remember, again, in grade 12. Grade 12 was, like, a crazy time. Um, I remember I would have, like, monthly mental breakdowns where I would be like, what if I'm making a huge mistake going into theater? Like, should I be going into something more stable? I'm like, but like, I literally don't know how to do anything else. And my dad sat me down one night and was like, dude, Dude. he's like, God would not have placed this big of a passion on your heart and given you the ability to do it well if you weren't meant to do it. And like, whether you believe in God or not, like, I just think if you have a passion for something, like just do it like worst that can happen is it doesn't work out but at least you tried it and then you're not sitting there wondering what exactly that's my advice that's brilliant advice and like dad of the year over there because uh it wouldn't be you know difficult to try and steer your kid towards something that's maybe not as scary but don't let that little voice of doubt come back just hear your dad going yay yay team get this done yeah both of my parents have been so supportive in me going into like a theater career. Both my parents are like super artsy people. Like my dad is a musician and my mom like loves dance. She plays cello. Like she just loves art. She's, she's the, she gets the credit for introducing me to theater. (laughs) Like it's, that's, that's, she started it. So if you, you're listening to this and you (laughs) don't have that kind of support team, I am your support team. Message me and I will cheer you on. Because do, do the thing. thing. Do the thing. I love that so much. And so gosh darn proud of you. And just can't wait to see what you do next. Do the thing. Follow your dreams. Do the thing. And uh, thank you so much for making time for me. This was a delight. Thank it's you so for nice asking. to see you. Your cute little you face. Too. It's nice to see that little oh. face. Okay. Okay. Good night, kiddo. I'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Okay. Bye. All right, you heard the girl. If you're out there and you're thinking about doing something and maybe you're a little bit scared, just do the thing. Just get out there and do the thing. And she couldn't be more right. You got to chase them dreams, y'all. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.